It's Ryan Grant, Green Bay Packers, and I'd like to introduce the Packers podcast. I am very excited. I absolutely love the Packers. <laughs> yes, sir. With Packer People 12 and Big B. Big B, nice to meet you, Big B. Social media fans, if they traded up to get Jordan Love. Carry the G. Packers legendary quarterback, Brett Hundley. MySpace and the Cheesehead TV comment. Okay, that, that's just stupid. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Your names are awesome, so everything else is good to go. But let's, uh, let's have fun talking about Packers stuff. Go Pack, go. What is going on, everybody? This is Joey, welcoming you to another episode of the Underage Packers Podcast. I'm, as always, joined by my great co-host, Big B. What is happening, Big B? You know, we're recovering from that loss. I think you were a little too happy about Jamal Williams from this Monday. I mean, you we were having such a sad episode, and then you got to freak out about Jamal Williams from. Yeah, that's true. But that's besides the point, because, everybody, we need you to be on your best behavior today. <laughs> Maggie Loney from She Said TV is joining us. I'm on my own best behavior because I'm not drinking a beer for the show. I have water in this cup. Thanks for being a good uh, a good role model for us. You know, we need to send, like, blood alcohol content to all of our guests now, for now on, just to make <laughs> sure not having any drunkies on the show. So, Maggie, thanks for joining, first of all. Um, today we're going to be taking a little bit of a look, a little bit of a look back at the Tampa Bay game, hoping not to break our necks, though, uh, and then previewing the Texans game this upcoming week and uh, the trade deadline. So let's get right to it with the Tampa Bay game. It was a disaster, to say the least. I think me and Big B, we really, this past Monday, we, we really just got all our pants out all that, but now taking a more modified look at it, Big B, what, do you, what are your uh, straight thoughts on it at this point? That game sucked. Um, everybody sucked except Jamal Williams. It was a disaster, but Jamal Williams is the GOAT. All right, well, thanks for that analysis. I mean, my thoughts on it are pretty much still the same. You know, I think we gave up too early. I think after those two interceptions, Rodgers kind of gave up. Maggie, what do you – uh, what are your new thoughts or um, remodified thoughts after going through a week? I mean, at first, you know, it really felt like this was an offense that couldn't get clicking. And the more I think about it, I think that it was a performance that the defense just the way that Mike Pettin is utilizing these players, they're not built to play from behind. Yeah. So when the Packers got down early, it was really hard for Mike Pettin's defense, which relies on turnovers and big plays to mm-hmm. get back into the game that did not have any turnovers or big plays. Yeah. And there's been a lot of talk about Mike Pettin this week. And I was pretty surprised uh, on the Twitter world, uh, nobody's really happy with him, but I posted on Instagram, and I was really interested to see uh, what do people think about Mike Penn. I was really surprised to see quite a mixed reaction. Um, a lot of people were def- not really defending him, but saying it's too early to make that judgment, or you know we shouldn't fire him, give him some more time. And I, I mean, I don't think we should fire him before the season ends. But uh, Maggie, what do you think? I mean, you just mentioned you're obviously not happy with Mike Pettin either. Um, I, I mean, there's just been so much invested into the Stephens. Where do you think uh, – what what can we do with Mike Pettin at this point? Yeah, I mean, the Packers aren't really an organization that makes changes midseason, which is why the McCarthy firing was so shocking. Um, and I think if they were to move on from him, they'd have to go with somebody in-house. There's not really time to bring anyone in. So 
I'm a big fan of Mike Smith, the outside linebackers coach. I've heard Jerry Gray mentioned a little bit as well. I think he'd be fantastic at it, but I think they have the players and the pieces and they just need to roll with what they have. And if the offense plays better, I think the defense is sustainable. So I think there has to be that marriage there where if the offense is in rhythm, the defense can play better and vice versa. Yeah, I think that's really great that you bring that up because I think when we were looking at, especially the week one and week two games, is it doesn't really matter how bad this defense is. I mean, they, they weren't too bad at performances, but as long as this offense can keep on the break, they'll be completely fine. And obviously no one was on the gas um, this past Sunday. Big B, what do you think? Uh, you know, we talked about the possibility of Mike Smith. I know you love him, big fan of Mike Smith. Um, Jerry Gray seems like more of an outsider candidate um, if Mike Pettin does end up getting fired. But what do you think, um, you know, if that day does come where Mike Pettin is fired in season, where do they go to? Um, right now it's – I would say it's kind of hard to say because you've got um, Jerry Gray who has the experience, but there's also guys who can be potentially fired like Mike Zimmer who they can bring in. Mm. So you just you really don't know right now. Yeah, and Mike Zimmer, I don't see it happening. But, you know, this is more a popular guy that I, I don't see happening either. But Dan Quinn, just because of that connection he has with Matt Fleur. Another guy that's been tossed around, um, you know, there's enough talk to talk about Mike Bennett, is um, is it Wade Phillips? And he was also with Matt Fleur in the Rams. Do you see that possibly happening? I feel like it's hard for any coordinator to come in mid-season and, you know, pick up or install a new defense. So they'd have to be using the Mike Patton scheme, which I think this defense could go away from. So yeah. it, it's really hard for me to think it'll be an outside outside guy if it happens at all. And I don't see it happening at all. Yeah. And I mean, I think the most frustrating thing for Mike Patton and really this defense, it's like, it's so exhausting at this point with into Rogers career, you know, oh, fire Capers, fire McCarthy, fire everybody. And now we're sitting here, and we still got problems, obviously. You never expect it to be a perfect team. But after so many first-round draft picks, Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage, um, guys like Zedarius and Preston Smith coming and paying them huge contracts, Kenny Clark, a lot is invested in this defense, and they still can't seem to get it working. We know that Zedarius, Preston, Rashawn Gary aren't bad players. So it, you look to Mike Pettit. Um, but let's move on here to the Texans game this week. We've talked enough about uh, Mike Pettin's here performance, everybody's here performance in Tampa. Let's move on um, to a city in Texas. So, you know, the Packers have faced some really interesting quarterbacks. I think they've all been pretty good besides Kirk Cousins. You know, you throw in Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, a lot of veteran guys. Now you have a young guy who – has a totally opposite playing style of all of them, which is Deshaun Watson. Um, do you think, you know, I would say Drew Brees, obviously Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, all better than Deshaun Watson all time. But do you think, Maggie, this is the best Packers quarterback matchup they've had in a while? I think this will be the most challenging matchup for them because if you look at Stafford, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, they're all pocket passers and they get the ball out of their hands really quickly. And, that's what this Packers defense needs is to keep a quarterback in the pocket and generate pressure. And with Deshaun Watson, he's proven repeatedly that he's a guy that can evade pressure. He can get out of the pocket. He can scramble. And even though we've seen quarterbacks this season run against the Packers, 
it's not their bread and butter. And that's exactly Deshaun Watson's bread and butter. He can beat you with his arm or his legs. Yeah, Big B, do you think we'll succeed? What do you think has to be the game plan for the defense? Obviously, um, you know, our, I guess our opinions really don't matter about the game plan for the defense, obviously, with last week. But what do you think, how do they stop Deshaun Watson? I think it's hard to stop him, but – What Jamal Williams at defense, Vin? What? What Jamal Williams at defense, Vin? Yep, there we go. That's awesome. But, yeah, you have to – I would say can try to contain him as best as possible. Try to let him throw the ball around, but we got legendary Randall Cobb out there, so he'll definitely make some magic happen. Yeah, and flipping it to the other side of things with our offense and our offensive line, uh, David Bakhtiari is really concerning. I don't know about you guys, but like when you know everybody was obviously someone is injured, and you just see these guys walking, they're not showing who's injured on the field, and you you're like. Um, I don't see Bakhtiari in there. And one of the things that the Packers really have a specialty in this offense line room right now is the versatility um, at, at their offense line. You got Billy Turner, uh, Elton Jenkins, John Runyon, who I think was really drafted. So they, they really wanted to draft him because of his versatility. Um, who do you think Maggie fills in for Bakhtiari if, God forbid, he has to miss a week or two? Yeah, so Perry and I actually just talked about this, and her thought was that they stay consistent with Rick Wagner, and I don't know if this is maybe out of left field, but I think they're going to keep their best players on the field, and I think Elton Jenkins is going to slide to left tackle, and I think we'll see John Runyon get his first NFL start at left guard. But now the issue is if uh, Corey Lindsley can't play, then maybe you take Lucas Patrick out of right guard and move him to center and you need John Runyon to play right guard. And then maybe you do use Rick Wagner because you can't have too many moving pieces at the same time. Yeah. Big B, what do you think? I mean, the Texans defense line, I mean, it's not as talented as it was two years ago, but they still have uh, JJ Watt. I know Maggie's draft cut crush Ross Blacklock <laughs> is joining them now. So how do you think they deal with this pressure? Obviously, even if, David Bakhtiari is out. How, how successful do you think they are holding them back? I, I think they're going to be pretty successful. Um, J.J. Watt's going to be a big problem because he is just so unstoppable. Yeah, and they'll um, undoubtedly move him to the left side. Yep. I would probably say that they'll have a lot of Jamal Williams back there just protecting, you know. That's actually the Maybe. one answer you've ever had with Jamal Williams that <laughs> makes sense. Yep, like, just put Jamal Williams at left tackle. Might as well. Like, he's just as good. There you go. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they have a better solution for whatever pressure is brought. Obviously, it's not as tough as an opponent as Houston is, uh, or Tampa Bay is. Um, and back over to the Texans' offense, they traded over David Johnson, obviously a very questionable move to get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, but now they have David Johnson over there. I think he's a really – interesting matchup not quite a swerving urban type of guy but he can he's gonna go out there he's a faster running back he's can take some receiving snaps um what do you think how much you the pack was worry about david johnson maggie i think they have weapons kind of all over and you know we've seen from deshaun watson he likes to chuck the ball down the field so to me it's this this receiving cord that the packers need to be most concerned about the texans don't have a very good run game this year and david johnson and duke johnson are a nice tandem but they haven't been able to really find their legs in the run game they're not putting up a ton of yards each week so 
to me, it's Deshaun Watson and his big playability because we've seen him take shots 20 plus yards down the field. I think he leads the league in that. And he's been really successful doing that so far. So we might see David Johnson out wide a little bit, but passing game is definitely, I think the bigger concern. Mm. So big B, they like Maggie just mentioned, they have a lot of weapons here. Even without DeAndre Hopkins, they have the great Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks, uh, Will Fuller, who's been doing fantastic for me in fantasy. So, and if Kevin Keen is out another week, uh, do you think these Texans wide receivers have a big day? I mean, Jair's going to lock down anybody he faces, so it's pretty much just up to Josh Jackson. I mean, he's got to really clamp down or try to and not – Don't say clamp down because he, he knows how to do that very well. True. You know, I, I love Josh Jackson, but, man, he's got to especially step it up. Um, hopefully Kevin Keene is back this week, but, yeah, he's definitely got to step it up. And his physicality last week really either helped him, he had some great run stops, or it hurt him. He had a 50-yard pass interference penalty. Um, our wide receiver group, and this is another point I want to talk about, for all our offense that went – wrong last week, uh, horribly wrong, is that Aaron Rodgers wasn't necessarily forcing the ball to Devontae Adams, but he was more so resorting to Devontae Adams whenever uh, there was nothing going for him instead of throwing it away or looking at his other options, he would just chuck it to Devontae, and that obviously ended up very bad. Um, what do you think is the solution? Obviously, um, he's 36 years old. He's one of the best quarterbacks. He's very experienced. So I don't think you can really teach that. It's more of an old habit. Um, but what do you think, Maggie, is the solution to getting Rodgers to look across more of the field? I think we're going to see everything even out this week. And I think a lot of that was Devontae coming back and Aaron Rodgers wanting to get him back in the mix, you know, on the offense. And I think that now that he's had kind of a week to settle in and digest again, He'll, it'll seem a little bit more seamless. And I think the ball had to come out really quickly because of the speed at inside linebacker. And knowing, you know, that they have Zach Cunningham for the Texans who runs a 4-6, not a 4-4, like there's going to be opportunities for these Packers weapons to get open. And I'm sure you're going to talk about it, but it's going to be a really, really big day for the Packers running backs specifically, even more so than their, their wide receivers. Yeah, and I think – most bewildering thing is even when they had Devontae weeks one and two, they, they had a lot of stuff working for them in the passing game and whatever that was, they didn't do it. in last week against Tampa, um, big B, I, I guess let's perfect segue for us when they resort to the running game. You know, we said this last week and they didn't really do that past the first quarter when they resort to the running game, how do they use um, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and even the great AJ Dillon uh, matching up with this Texans defense. So if Aaron Jones doesn't get like in a groove, you almost have to put Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon just pound the rock up the middle, mostly with Jamal Williams because he's the goat. We all know this already, but we have to have a big game, a big game on the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And last week, like like we said this past Monday. They kept on sending Aaron Jones out on tosses, and what was working for them was Jamal Williams up the middle. A.J. Dillon, and that really made me question after A.J. Dillon breaks one off. Not that he's – I don't think he's good or I'm undervaluing his talent, but when both of them can pretty easily break off the runs, he 
you got to think there's something in that scheme that they can uh, expose. Let's talk about here. Uh, the game plan, me personally, has to be do what we did in weeks one and two. It doesn't matter what the defense do. If you hold on the gas, it'll be fine, with, like I mentioned earlier. So we got to put up points against the Texans defense. They're six or uh, 26 in the league when it comes. Um, so hopefully Aaron Rodgers has another big day. Uh, but Maggie, would you agree that with that, that it has to be pretty dependent on the offense? Yeah, I mean, I think we just want to see a more complete and cohesive game from both sides of the ball. But I think that starts with the offense and the offense finding its rhythm again. This is a Texans team that has given up at least 28 points a game in each of their losses this season. So the opportunity to get points will be there. The Packers are better than some of the teams that the Texans have lost to already. So I think they have every opportunity to make this a high scoring game. And I think that's when we'll start to see the defense click as well because the Texans have turned the ball over. I think we'll see some turnovers this week from that Packers defense because they'll be playing with a lead and they'll be able to kind of be more free and aggressive with the ball. We can only hope. Um, I mean, yeah, the defense wasn't very good uh, and hopefully they can step it up and, that, you know, they got, we can't be dependent on the offense every week for the defense to play good. That's never what you want to do. Um, but, I mean, Big B, how do you see, I guess, just what is your game plan? You're the new head coach. Um, <laughs> obviously, I know your your ideal answer would be running with Jamal Williams every play, every position. But what is your game plan against the Texans? On offense, I just want to spread the ball around. Adams, MVS, Tunyon. Like we have to spread it all around. That's I think the best way this offense works. We gotta talk about that controversy. I was very I was shocked. And now let's get to what we really don't want to talk about. Uh Preston Smith. Just because we love him so much, the Smith Bros, um, they're they're so entertained. They did so great uh in and off last year. And now Where's Preston Smith? Where was the Darius Smith last year or last week being very inconsistent? So, Maggie, what do you think is the biggest problem? Why haven't we heard from Preston Smith yet? So at first I thought part of it was the, the absence of Kenny Clark. And I think that could have attested to some of that. We saw Zadarius finding success roaming, you know, as a kind of a roaming nose. Preston's kind of been trying to generate some pressure off the edge. And with Kenny Clark back last week, I thought we'd see a lot more out of Preston Smith. But then Tom Brady was getting the ball out of his hands in just over two seconds. So I think that the the dial-ups were there in some instances. And Tom Brady's just that savvy vet who knows to get the ball out quick enough. So I'm not sure if we'll see Preston this week with a guy like Deshaun Watson who can scramble. But Preston has dropped into coverage. He's been okay at it. And if they have to give chase to a guy like Deshaun Watson, Preston would be the guy I'd want to be the chaser. So I think that, I think it's coming. Having Rashawn Gary back is big. Montrevious Adams and Kingsley Kiki have looked better. So I think as we get Kenny Clark back acclimated into the defense, once again, Preston will have his opportunities along with Zadarius Smith to, to generate more pressure off the edge. Yeah. And Big B, I mean, I think she brings up a really good point about Preston Smith, not wanting to have him like blitz in Deshaun Watson. So I love Rashawn Gary. I think we all do because mostly because I'm like, ha, you're wrong. He's not a bust. Um, so how much more do you obviously have been seeing Rashawn Gary get more playing time over time the, the first few weeks? 
how much more of Rashawn specifically uh, with this game, with this game play matchup, how how much do they uh, go to him? Hopefully a lot. I I really love Gary Preston on the corners and then Z just yeah. roaming around over here, just ready to feast. That's what I really want Petten to do a lot in this game. It's just I just love when that happens. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, well, linebacking core is really interesting, and hopefully Pettin finds more ways to utilize them. I, I really like having those three outside linebackers out there, having uh, Smith Bros. And we always do that. This We love to talk about it at the end of every match. So the key matchup, either it's group, uh, player on player, group by group. Maggie, who is your key matchup for the Packers to win this game? I think I'm, maybe I'm just doing this because it's Big B's show, but like I think it's the the Packers running game versus this uh, Texans defense. They're giving up 177 yards on the ground a game, giving up over 200 yards twice this season. I think that this is a huge, huge game for the Packers running backs. Yeah, and I think they, they got to focus on that, really. Not take the ball away from Aaron Jones, taking snaps away from Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. Big B, who is your key matchup? All right, it is the Packers offensive line versus the Texans defensive line. There's going to be a lot of moving pieces on that O-line. They they got to hold down the fort, fort this week. They really do. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to steal yours from last week. Josh Jackson slash Kevin Keene, whoever it is at wide receiver two, probably Brandon Cooks. He's been doing some great stuff over there. Um, hopefully Jair uh, matches up well with Will Fuller. And then whoever even – Kevin Keenan, I'm a little bit nervous up going up against Brandon Cooks. Let's end it off here. Um, the Texans Packers haven't had two historic matches, but let's talk about this to end it off. Maggie, what is your favorite Packers Texans uh, memory? Favorite Packers Texans game? I think it's got to be the 2016 Run the Table season, just because we were waiting to see if it was possible, and that kind of is what kicked off it feeling like it was possible for them to make a playoff run. Bigby, what's your answer? Same, like <laughs> that's the same exact thing. Um, mostly because my that was my cousin's first Packer game, so I was I was getting really into it, you know. Um, were you at that game? No, 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 no. Oh, you you were just I, I wish proud but... that your cousin was there. Yeah. All right. And that's, and that's what really brought my Instagram. Like, that's what really pushed, starting to p- push, get all these, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> I I would say that, I mean, I love, I love that game. It is kind of ironic talking about Randall Cobb, um, his, his snowflake celebration. That was great. Um, I'll go with, shoot, shoot was it 2012? Um, Aaron Rodgers six touchdown performance. But other than that, that's all we got to talk about. Hopefully, um, this goes much better than last Sunday's game. Maggie, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, you guys are. I'm not kidding. You guys are gonna be on the Packers beat in like ten years. So keep crushing it. Appreciate it. Uh, make sure you go check out Maggie and Perry on the Packs What She Said podcast and uh, Game on Wisconsin, as well as uh, Pack Day which is also uh, great, except when Jimmy's on there. Um, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> thanks, Agreed. For everybody, for uh, watching. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we will see you later.